need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Simply said, we all want to live well, do good, be happy, but we get caught up thinking that we have to be different to do it, that we have to be thinner or smarter or richer or healthier, that we have to fix something or change something within ourselves to be happy and make a positive impact on the world. I don't believe it. I believe we have all we need right now to do good and be happy. We just need to be ourselves, to go all in with our skills and talents, our energy and ideas, to be all that we are. But how do we do that in the middle of our regular routine with kids complaining and laundry to fold? How do we live well, do good, be happy with big jobs and full lives? Well, I'm Polly Campbell, and that's what we'll talk about here on Simply Side. I think Wonder Woman is kick-ass, but there is no way I'm squeezing into that bodysuit. And the thought of traveling the world, fighting evil, it just seems so exhausting especially on the mornings when I can hardly get Cheerios poured. But I do like the idea of superpowers, and I believe we all have our own. Hi, I'm Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about practical ways. And by practical, I mean the things that even I can do. And if I can do them, you can do them too. To live well, do good, be happy. And today, we're talking all about superpowers. I think my determination is a superpower. I rarely give up. Now, my husband may call that something else, like an annoyance at one time or another. But too bad, because that dog with a bone attitude has helped me develop a career as a writer, do what I need to stay strong and healthy despite chronic illness, and really accomplish and create the things I want to in this life, despite the adversities we all face. So what is your superpower? What habit, skill, talent do you automatically tap into to help ease stress, help others, make bad situations better, to survive and thrive in this world? While I think we each have our own unique superpowers, I also think there are some key habits that we can all tap into. And when we do, they are life-changing, not just for ourselves, but for everyone else in our lives. These are the superest of superpowers, and when we unleash them, we really will feel better and leave the world a better place too. Win-win. And these are things we can all use. They're available to each of us. But they might not be what you expect. So put on your cape, slide on the golden bracelets, and pull on that bodysuit if you are a bodysuit type. Or if you're like me, just pull on your good sweats. And tap into the first superpower, gratitude. This is my favorite fave superpower because it's so easy. And please, we just need life to be a little easier, right? Irritating, difficult, demanding things happen all day long. And it's easy to focus only on those things, to be caught in that negative loop, focused on what is not working. But gratitude takes us out of that kind of default thinking and moves our focus to the goodness that surrounds us at the very same time. Life can be challenging and great, 
difficult and interesting. We can be grateful even during times of adversity. And when we do that, we feel better. And when we feel better, we do better. And that changes not only our world, but the experience others are having as well. Gratitude is not going to solve all your problems, but it will remind you that there are more than problems out there, that even in the midst of our challenges, there can be love and beauty and awe and possibility and humor and wine and puppies and pizza. And this is the thing. We can experience all of that. Life is rarely black and white, so even when we are feeling low or struggling to stay positive about work or parenting or grocery shopping, we can amp up our energy and good feeling by being grateful for the things that are going well. But we have to notice them. And when we do, according to Robert Emmons, professor at the University of California, psychologist renowned for his studies of gratitude, we do better. We are healthier. We are in a better mood. We sleep better. We're less likely to experience depression. And gratitude even helps us build stronger immune systems. Isn't that crazy? Practicing gratitude can help us stay well and avoid things like colds and flus and other things that really make us feel terrible and better our health and well-being. Gratitude helps us manage stress, which contributes to chronic illness and other ick. And it can help improve our relationships of What's not to love? But gratitude comes easy when we've lost five pounds or the sun is out and the birds are chirping and the wine is chilled. It can be a bit tougher to access when you've hurt your knee or lost your job or the bill shows up before the paycheck. But it's during those times when we challenge ourselves to find things we can appreciate, even in the difficult moments, that we actually become more resilient. And that helps us manage that very adversity. This is a coping strategy. Are you ready to practice this superpower? Start your gratitude practice today. Make a list before bed. Try, seriously, try this every day for two weeks and see how you feel and, and drop me a note. Let me know if it's, if it's working for you. Before bed every night, make a quick list of five things you're grateful for. Just write them down. Don't worry about grammar or spelling or any of that baloney. You don't have to show anyone. This is not a test. Make a note of five things you're grateful for. They can be big or small a hot cup of coffee during the day, a good conversation with your daughter, a butterfly that you saw back. And then as you're writing your list of things you feel grateful for, take a deep breath and just really hold on to the feeling of appreciation that you have for that thing or that person or that moment or that food. There are no wrong answers. Pick five things. The cat cuddle up on the edge of the couch or the husband who helps clean the table, or the easy commute on the highway. Write it down, feel the appreciation that comes when you recognize that thing, and then go on to the next item on your list. Each day, challenge yourself to pick a new five items. This might feel difficult in the beginning, but if you really take this seriously, you'll spend most of your days looking for things to be grateful for that you can add to your list that night, and that amps up the feelings of appreciation all day long. Funny thing is, when you give thanks for the things in your life, you notice more to give thanks for, and that helps us feel even better. So gratitude is the one superpower you can start right now. And when you do, superpower number two becomes even more powerful. And this superpower is optimism. 
I can already hear the pessimists out there. It's I can never be optimistic. I am not talking about the fantastical belief that everything is happy and golden and good, even while you're watching your house burn down. This isn't about rainbows and unicorns and being positive all the time. This isn't about denying the pain and setbacks that we all have and the tough times that we all have to work through. The kind of optimism I'm talking about here is called grounded optimism or sometimes learned optimism. And it can actually help you move through the kind of crap that we face in life rather than getting stuck in it. When you unleash this superpower, you'll be happier, healthier, and you will even live longer, according to researchers. Some, like Martin Seligman, even believe optimism is as essential to our health and longevity as quitting smoking or losing weight. And no matter what you've heard, even the pessimists among us can act optimistically. Used to be, and I'm sure you've heard this before, it used to be that psychologists believed optimism was innate. We were either born optimists or we were born pessimists. And now we know that's just not true. What we know now is that optimism is a behavior rather than a trait. You can behave optimistically even if you are feeling negative. Optimists simply believe that things can improve and that they can help make that happen. So they get up and they get working towards something better. That's one reason why they tend to be healthier, because they believe things can get better. They are more likely to do the things that help make that happen. So they're more likely to exercise or develop social support or lose weight or adopt other healthy behaviors. Now, there are times when this kind of optimistic behavior comes very easy to me. And there are times when it's really difficult. A couple of years ago, I was sitting in a surgeon's office and it was a gray, rainy day because, you know, Oregon. And... The surgeon was talking to me about the damage the arthritis had done uh, to my major joints, namely my hip joint, and they wanted to replace both hips. And I didn't feel like I was ready yet. I, I wanted to feel better, but I didn't have my head wrapped around having surgery at that point. And I was feeling glum. I was feeling pretty down about this whole situation. And before I left the office, I decided to act optimistically. And I asked the surgeon what I could do to improve the outcome of the surgery. If I were to have the surgery somewhere down the road, what did I need to do in advance to give myself the best possibility of optimal results? And he said, you know, you could work to get a little bit more in shape by riding an exercise bike. You could lose some weight. And Actually, having that information, believing if I did a couple of those things to get physically stronger and healthier, that I can improve my outcome of the joint surgery, got me on the path. I started exercising more regularly and watching what I was eating and doing those other things. And you know what happened? Those behaviors actually helped me reduce my weight. And so far, I feel good and I've been able to put off the surgery, all because I acted optimistically. Now... Like gratitude, optimism isn't going to fix everything. You're going to still face difficult situations. But in those moments, you can choose to behave optimistically, to choose an action which might just 
improve things even just slightly. And that can help us get through some of the harder times. And that's why I think it's a superpower. So here's how it works. Say you had a really, really bad day at work and everyone was griping. You have to do rewrites on the store and blah, blah, blah. And you come home and all you want to do is lay on the couch and eat chocolate. So you get up and you begin rummaging through the cupboard, but you can only find like the stale Valentine's milk chocolate heart from, you know, two years ago. That's getting kind of white and crusty. You try it out. It's not so good. But instead of giving up on your chocolate, you believe, you know, you can find something a little better to eat. So you keep hunting through the cupboard. The belief in something better keeps you working until you actually find the dark chocolate you've been craving. That is optimism at work. Well, sort of. And remember when I said this was practical personal development? So if you can use optimism to find the better chocolate, I'm all for it. By believing that things can improve, optimists do the things that actually help to make that happen. You don't always have to feel positive or upbeat. You don't have to be cheery all the time to be optimistic. Grounded optimism is about recognizing the difficulties and believing things can get better. And then you get busy making that so. And that brings us to our Simply Start segment where we talk about ways we can simply start bringing these habits and practices into our lives in real practical ways that we can feel better today. And today I have a tip for building optimism. Every day, probably when you're doing your gratitude list or whenever it works for you, maybe on your lunch break or just different times during the day, during the transitions of the day, write down three things you're looking forward to in the day ahead or things coming up later in the week. Just add a couple of notes about things you have coming up that are exciting or interesting or different. They don't have to be earth chattering things, just things you're looking forward to in the week ahead. Research shows that when we take time to recognize the positive things coming into our life, the good things in our future, we feel better and less tired. And that alone is something to look forward to. So simply start building your optimism by thinking of something that will be great coming into your life in the next day or two and start developing your superpower. I'll put a link to that research up on my site at www.imperfectspirituality.com so you can find a link if you're interested in reading more about developing optimism. And I'll tweet it out at P.L. Campbell. So if you want to read it yourself, you'll have the link. You can check out the research and you can follow me on Twitter at P.L. Campbell. All right, time for superpower number three. I think this one might surprise you or maybe you're already way ahead of me. The third superpower after we are grateful and optimistic that can make a positive difference in our lives is curiosity. When we get curious, we are not worrying and stewing and stressed. We are problem solving. We are engaged in our life. And that's why I think it's a superpower. I rely on it all the time. I think curiosity is really my way to get out of the drama. I just did it the other night when my 12-year-old uh, was telling me something that was completely freaking out about some friendships at school. And I was feeling myself, my heart beating faster and feeling myself about to lecture and get all naggy and, and do the mom thing. And I pulled back and I just 
asked some questions. I took a deep breath and I got curious about what she was telling me and where she was coming from. And I was interested. It kept me from overreacting. And what I realized is, is there was nothing scary or weird about the situation. Anyhow, it was simply just a, a 12 year old explaining to me what was going on in her day. So curiosity helped me take a step back instead of exploding all over the places. Uh, I may or may not be known to do once in a while. With curiosity, we get to become explorers in our own life. And we begin creating the lives we want rather than complaining and worrying about the lives we have. Curiosity opens us up to problem solving and noticing and wondering and learning and growth. And when you are doing those things, you aren't worrying. This puts us in a much more engaged, adaptive, flexible mindset. That helps us be more deliberate in our responses, like I was with my daughter, instead of exploding and talking too much and overriding the situation and making uh, it a real negative, stressful situation. I was able to deliberate, and that really helped us have a positive interaction. I learned a lot, she learned from me, we were able to talk through things, and it was a, a real good time for us to connect. Curiosity can give you the info you need to manage whatever is going on in your life instead of reacting badly and making your problems worse. Researchers like Todd Cashton say that curiosity eases anxiety, and that is totally true for me. It generates positive emotion, enhances well-being, improves mood, and can help us develop greater meaning and deeper connections in our life. That really happened last night. Instead of freaking out, I was able to sit in there and learn some stuff and listen and develop a connection. So for me, the superpower is really the difference between, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening to me. And, huh, that's interesting. What's that about? When I go to that, what's that about approach? That puts me in a more creative problem, less reactive, less freaky outy mode. And that's the technical term, less freaky outy. You say practical, less freaky out of you. One approach is you're out, this game is over, nothing you can do. The other is, are you kidding me? All right, how can I figure this out? What can I learn from this? And it's really the very same device Wonder Woman relies on with her lasso of truth. The bottom line, she wants the facts. She asks the questions to get the truth and the knowledge she needs to fight evil. See, you're just like Wonder Woman. We can seek clarity and truth without even tying anyone up. Unless, of course, that's your thing. Relationship expert Katie Hendricks of the Hendricks Institute suggests that curiosity is a tool to enhance relationship. She says when you're feeling conflicted or you're arguing or having a tense conversation and having a hard time communicating with a person, get curious rather than getting mad. So when your spouse is upset or you're feeling disconnected from a coworker, begin wondering. I'm wondering why I feel so upset right now. I wonder what's going on for him. I wonder what needs to happen for me to resolve the situation so I can work with this person. When we get curious, we begin to see the humanity of others. And then there's room for compassion. Another superpower, which we'll discuss in next week's episode. Curiosity also moves us towards solutions rather than getting caught in that fight or flight mode or bickering over who is right or wrong. Now, I, I'll give you a pro tip here. When you are ticked at your husband, I am not suggesting that you say anything like, I wonder why you are such a doofus or I wonder what the heck I'm doing here. 
that kind of wondering might be a teeny little bit less helpful than that kind of true curiosity that helps you get the answers you need to build connection. All right, that brings us to our Simply Nifty segment where I share something that I think is Simply Nifty, a book or a thing or a podcast or a website, something that we can use really just to enjoy our life a little more. And I'm going to play off that curiosity superpower. Take a second, or if you're looking for a way to waste time at your desk, this is a good one. Go to www.nasa.gov www.nasa.gov. Click on the missions tab, then go down that list to the very first item on the list that says the International Space Station, and scroll down just a bit and click on Live Earth Views. So nasa.gov, missions tab, International Space Station, and then go on to Live Earth Views. And you get to see what's going on in outer space. And it's pretty calming, pretty amazing. And it will definitely pique your curiosity. And it might just inspire your gratitude. So nasa.gov, www.nasa.gov, that's the Simply Nifty segment for today. And if you think you have something that is simply nifty, just let me know. Drop me a note at www.imperfectspirituality.com or tweet me at P.L. Campbell and I'll let the listeners know about it. So that's it for today. Next up, we'll cover our last two superpowers and I'm betting they're things you already use in your life. I told you one of them. I gave you a hint. It's compassion. And you can tune in next week to find out what our other superpower is. It's probably something you're already doing. So that's it on Simply Said. I'm Polly Campbell. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear or you're just looking to avoid your next chore, take a minute, please, 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 please to subscribe and give a five-star review. Those things help us keep going and growing, and I appreciate them, and I'm so grateful for your time and your attention. Thanks for sharing it with me here on Simply Said. Now, let's go live well, do good, and be happy. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Electric Acid. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. Electric acid.